0: Good afternoon and you're welcome to the St. Patrick's Weekend version of local media this week. I have three contestants here in the studio, all vying to be the next presenter of the Late Late Show. <laughs> uh, but uh, I'm, I'm told it's a, a, a woman's only a- application, it appears. The Men's Shed is fully back attendance today. So, Pat O'Brien, good afternoon to you. Good
1: yeah,
0: afternoon, uh, so better turn up your microphone, Pat. Uh, and uh, David Fleming, the Tungrani contingent, is back again, David. We are here, thanks, uh, Luke. Yeah, yeah, very good. And uh, Pat McNamara, Pat you've been very successful and uh, you've been brought back for repeat appearances so I, I, at some stage I hope you'll replace me uh, on, uh, and oh, really? a, you'll be the first sub and I, I'll be banished uh, back to the sidelines
2: but very good and to see f- you again. Super sub like David Fairclough for Liverpool back in uh, exa- the exa- 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 for a goal and yeah. uh, exa- well, then exa- he yeah, uh, 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 completely. Uh, <laughs> a, 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 exactly. <laughs> nice to be here. On exactly.
0: I was, uh, well, listen, the, the men's shade is in full attendance but David, you want to pay a particular uh, sort of a compliment to some of well indeed
3: even though it's saint patrick's weekend it is also of course today's mother's day so um uh, we hope now all all the children of mothers um have uh, whether they're old or young have remembered <laughs> it's still not too late perhaps to to make amends um but i suppose it is worth uh, worth just noting
0: Indeed it is. I exactly. wish a happy Mother's Day to everybody. A lot of mothers don't they? Exactly. Now on okay. to the papers and as usual we're talking about the Clare Echo and the Clare Champion online, the Clare Herald as well. Now page one of the Clare Echo, rail delays due to illegal encampment. Porrick McMahon <coughs> has the article, uh, it's on page one and it's also on page five and Pat I am going to let you talk about this.
1: Yeah, rail today is due to illegal encampment. Uh, Paulic, as uh, the story, Paulic Um It's here in the front of the, of the echo. Uh, authority have been held to ransom by the presence of an illegal encampment at the Six Mile Bridge Railway Station, a county councillor has claimed. Since February 2021, three traveller families have been residing at the park of the Six Mile Bridge train Station on lends that are owned by Clare County Council. In our name have, have, in recent weeks, instructed drivers to proceed with caution two six-mile bridge due to the encampment which is causing five minutes delays on the service in the county. Councillor Elnock had a hand being a father told the clerical, we can't put up with this any longer we have been held to ransom yet. (coughs) There are there over two years, it biles my blood that they can break the law and use it as a lever to be housed. The Mm -hmm. claim their county council do everything in their power to accommodate these people. Richard Casey, of the industry Travellers, uh, CDP, um, they these claims. The three families and the housing lease for several years living without no facilities. The families do not want to be there, but they have no choice or option, as they were never offered any type of accommodation from the Council. So, I, suppose, I don't know, there's someone... There's Who's like, right, like? There's, there's, some, there's somebody, <laughs> there's somebody wrong. wrong. There's somebody wrong. <coughs> yeah, uh, we we one won't w- say in their line, but we say w- they're wrong.
3: Yeah, <laughs> Councillor Callaghan <laughs> says... Uh, they they're not they shouldn't be there and that they have been offered accommodation mm-hmm. and then Bridgie Casey says they haven't been offered, but yeah, they haven't been offered accommodation. If you break the law you you can be prosecuted, so why haven't when why they, hasn't anybody taken a yeah, case it doesn't, it doesn't so if they are on council land <coughs> why hasn't the council taken a case
1: Yeah, they, 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 That's no, the I question
3: that Councillor O'Callaghan should be asking and yeah.
2: Surely Councillor O'Callaghan and it was, ok, one consensus frustration and, and obviously understand it standard, but he is in, as a councilor is, is in a position to be able to confirm or deny whether the council offered accommodation or not. So mm. Bridget Case's word or his or anybody else's word uh, doesn't have to be dependent on. The council can either say on such a date we offered X uh, mm. uh, accommodation to X family, or we didn't. Yeah. yeah. But and that's that's, yeah. uh, that's the solution. Yeah. However, it's it's something. Look at when we're trying to, to actually not alone are we trying to promote clear. Uh, uh, we're trying to promote clean transport. We're trying to promote oh, a lot of I things, think. and I mean, if people are afraid to use the train or don't want to go in, go in where there's, you know, a bunch of people uh, maybe causing uh, yeah, it yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, know what yeah, to say. Yeah. There is anyway, so it, it's not a lot wrong. There, yeah.
3: like, it's a public facility, and therefore, no member of the public, whoever they are, mm. should be uh, ups- is that, is that? Uh, Should should be blocking access mm. or doing anything like that. So that's the first point, and it is incumbent, therefore if Clare County Council owned the site, to do something about it. Um, I'll tell you, though, why they're not doing anything about it. It is because we are in a homeless crisis and these people are technically on the homeless register. They're part of the 11,000 who are... And and therefore, it it would be probably, from a publicity PR point of view, very dangerous from the council to take on any member... Of society that is technically and homeless. Is it
2: not also, or am I right or wrong? Awfully expensive and time-consuming and difficult to get an injunction for. I, I understand these it is, as well, but it, it hasn't. It, it has never done.
3: stopped councils in the past. And actually, it is an obligation on the council, no matter how expensive it is. If yeah. somebody is breaking the law, whether they're throwing litter, whether it's the dog fouling, or whether people are parking illegally in car parks, to prosecute people. That is. That is incumbent yeah. on our uh, it's on, on the local authority whoever you are it's
1: probably a waste of time because they were, if they were fine they won't pay anyway. it doesn't matter it mm. doesn't mm. matter that the principle of it I mean, I look, from my understanding they have been offered houses but they they, they have they have thrumpled down because they were too small so the problem with this you see
2: is you know in general people talk about the, 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 the you know the, the bad attitude of the settled community which is 95 or 98% of the population wherever it is against travellers but this does not help because no. if you want to create a better uh, better relationship between the two, the the, the, set, the the traveling community and the other community, the rest of the community, and try and build bridges. Mm. these things set things back again because people get angry and upset and they can't use facilities. And, you know, it seems that the the travellers there are being breaking the law and openly getting away with it. Yeah. And the most I, will, I
3: will say another matter which came up a few, months, a few months ago, and I know it's all related to the housing, <clears> which <throat> I know Luke probably wants to get on to, other parts of the newspaper dealing with housing. But Clare County Council was one of the few, was one of the several councils across the country that did not spend... The allocation given to it by government for traveller accommodation, they got money to provide mm-hmm. accommodation yeah, and they didn't use it.
1: Yeah, yeah. But uh, David, when uh, you when you go back on under the online thing about 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 these uh, places, there, there is accommodation provided inside the Innes and around Innes, and they, were, they burned them out. They burned the houses. Yeah. Well, uh,
3: house. every. There are obviously groups in society that do that, but there are plenty of others in society, both travellers and settled, who don't do that sort of thing either. I think
0: we'll move on and just sort of leave it with the comment that there are good and bad in every aspect of society. Now, uh, we spoke about what's on page one of the Clare Champion last week and we had our own opinions on it and it's basically in relation to the proposed demolition of houses Uh, In the Francis Street area, which has sort of been linked to NS2040 DAC, which uh, I actually didn't realise what it fully stood for. It's a designated activity company. Uh, Mm -hmm. Jessica Quinn has the article here in relation to it. And uh, uh, TD (coughs) Michael McNamara has got involved this week and uh, he says that it is a crazy idea. And I have to say, personally, my own thoughts on it are I wouldn't be far off agreeing with him. And
3: he's he's, uh, pictured there outside the houses uh, on page two. So, David. Yeah. Um, well, he is very much against the idea. He says um, that the idea that houses would be demolished without any certainty that they would be replaced by residential units in the midst of a housing crisis, quote, seems seems to me to be misguided. Um, Kevin Corrigan, Chief Operating Officer for NS2040, that's the DAC that you mentioned, Luke, responded, delivering a meaningful, sustainable development in line with the future vision for Ennis is our priority, which is essentially saying very little um, or not addressing uh, his point. Uh, he, he, he has a fair point. Um, in the middle of a housing crisis, why are we getting rid of houses? But what I would say is that we are the, also the likely people that would be saying, well, you're getting rid of the Abbey Street car park and you haven't provided a replacement for the Abbey Street car park, well, which is what they're doing.
0: Yeah, but the other way you could look at it is why does the Abbey Street car park needs to be sort of uh, demolished and built on in the first place? They have this idea of sort of pointing ends back towards the river. And you say, is that is that development required? And just on page two uh, of the championed uh, in in the article uh, said about the fourth or fifth paragraph down. Commenting on further plans by NS2040 DAC for the town, Deputy McNamara said, while there are some positive and exciting aspects to the whole proposal, he would also have concerns about how it is struct- structured. <coughs> Explained, it is envisaged that substantial public assets, assets such as Abbey Street Car Park and Parnell Street Car Park will be transferred to the company, which is the DAC that we've spoken about, and they will have the power to sell them to private interests. While I am assured that the current board of NS2040 DAC would not sanction such a move, board memberships inevitably change over time. Very good point. The bottom line is that it will have the legal power to turn these public assets into private ownership. Now, that is a relevant point as well. And Pat, you have alluded to the fact that for those of us that sort of live uh, in rural uh, County Clare, and if you want to get into Ennis, we would say the range of public transport isn't significantly uh, <laughs> impressive. There are li- limited forms and it's better than what it used to be. But, so that means we have to drive into town and you have to try and find and park somewhere.
2: Well, if you know, I would have great sympathy for people who have to go to Ennis very often from the countryside, like most of us, and who have a business through or appointments that they have to be on time for, or the number of myriad other things. I mean, you might say shopping is a nice leisurely thing, but often people are under the pressure to be back for children and everything else. So you will find yourself most days of the week in Ennis, particularly from, I'd say, Wednesday on, Yeah. a long time trying to get a parking spot in any of mm. the designated park, car parks. And to hear of the, the, what we used to call the Queen's, car, the, the Abbey Street car park going. And uh, this, Francis, Street thing. Is kind of strange because they're talking about demolishing the houses to make a temporary car park and then replacing that with a a mixed use development uh, of of residential commercial development. How long that would take, I don't know, but certainly what Ennis doesn't need is another temporary car park, it needs a lot of permanent car parking, and uh, that's a huge issue.
0: Or equivalent facilities provided, aka park and ride, you know. Mm -hmm. Or, of
2: course, that, and I mean, Mm -hmm. I suppose for those of us. You know, maybe certain age group are so used to getting into our cars and going to town. I know we're going to have to change our habits as as the, as the decades go on, and, and maybe sooner. But if you had a de- proper de- car park and ride facilities, yes, of course. But uh, this, to me, is kind of uh, a mix and gatherum. And I think Michael McNamara, in fairness to him, his whole idea is that a medieval town like Ennis. The planning should be that people would be living in that medieval of the streets of Venice Over like, shops, a, and be a leader, a leading town. In, in other words, setting the standard for other towns in the country that you bring back life <coughs> to the centre of towns and let the planners take care of parking somewhere where it is still either suitable or the park and ride facilities be up to date. But... Uh, I think Michael McNamara, with this one, has, has a very good point. We need people living in all of our towns uh, and not just out, and out in the suburbs. Yeah, uh, yes.
1: we'll, we'll move on just yes. a little bit. But just you also mentioned about the 1.75 million um, um, uh, uh, that was spent on the council and the market Street, building. Yeah, yeah. And uh, nothing happening in it. That was, that's a very sore point for that you, was Pat isn't it that was a game changer had, you some,
3: had you some little interest in that because you bring it up constantly no, you weren't selling carrots there
0: I brought a few cows and again like what that turned into when that was proposed a lot of people were of the opinion that it would be pardoned upon a white elephant, yeah, and, that's that. a, and that's yes, what and that's that's what it is. Yeah. So therefore, the concerns yeah. of people that have you know yeah, yeah. in relation to this. Now, it, it's <coughs> likely d- it's slightly different, but I'm just going to sort of pivot yeah. sli- uh, yeah. sideways on it because uh, also on page two of the Champion, uh, Owen Ryan uh, has an article, uh, mixed views oh, yeah. on ending of eviction ban, and uh, a lot of the East Clare. Public representatives are are passing comments.
2: I I, I just on this, maybe. um, I know Timmy Dooley says it was right to end the ban because it wasn't going to help in any shape or form to get uh, landlords to stay in in, in, in renting or to get new landlords in. That was Timmy's clear view because obviously he supports the thing. Carl Crow is trying to maybe run with the hair on the hound saying (laughs) uh, he he wanted, you know, he, he wanted to be extended further. But the biggest thing I'm hearing is there's a legal impediment to it, which is grand. And Michael beckton is totally, in, uh, uh, again, wasn't in favour of, of, of the bad he's. There's no point in having it. He, isn't, he seems to be taking the side of poor, poor, less smaller landlords. And, you know, I'm not being smart here. <clears throat> you know, there is a case for ordinary landlords who own one second property, maybe excellently in some cases. Um, you know, very often they want to get out of a storage hassle in, to, in, in terms of keeping renting. So, um Carl is kind of seeing two sides. Timmy is taking the government uh, view. He and Michael McNamara is saying he should never have been there at all. Let's
1: say. I was talking to uh, a man that has houses. Uh, He'd be, he be a small landlord. Yeah. And he said, it's crazy. He said he's paying 53% on on his. And he said the vulture the funds are paying 14, 14%. Right. So there's a huge there the imbalance right, think, uh, in, in, in the tax. Yeah, well, he 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 presumably
3: would be in favour of ending the eviction ban.
1: Well, I didn't, we didn't discuss that now. It was a while back, since a few weeks back, since oh, I was yeah. talking to him about this. But he said the the text, the text variation. Don't,
3: don't, wouldn't a landlord landlord now knowing? I'm speaking hypothetically. Well, I'm not. I don't know any of them.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, wouldn't a landlord seeing the property prices that are out there, the rental prices? Wouldn't they evict? wouldn't they first of all say I'm raising rents and if you, don't, if you don't like the rents I'm going to evict you. I can now get you know 10%, 20%, 30% more uh, if I lease this house out tomorrow. And that isn't, isn't that what the eviction ban was trying to do? Partly. But, yeah, a cer- it's, it's, but a certain yeah.
0: element of what's happening with it now is uh, landlords and people that... would, And I, I think the majority of the cases are maybe single landlords, accidental landlords, mm. or people that mm. may have one or two properties, not big developers or uh, Canadian uh, pension funds, that they... in There appears to be an imbalance in that the rights of the small landlord
1: mm.
0: are significantly... Um, I, I, the best I'm trying to come up with a diplomatic word for this now uh, <laughs> I- imbalanced oh, yeah. is how I describe mm. it in that it appears that for a lot of cases that the tenant basically has the landlord uh, at a bind uh, except for one way that if the landlord puts the house up for sale mm. they can get the tenant out <coughs> but and that's the yeah. only way that mm. they can do mm. It's
2: a little bit like, sorry, what we referred to with the Traveller's Park in the, in yeah. the car mm. park. You know, there's two sides to this. I mean, uh, you know, commentators from, from many of the, the left parties will say that all the, the, the legalistic side is on the landlord side, mm. anti-renter uh, or uh, tenant. And then there's a strong view nowadays in recent times that the landlords, small landlords, have much less rights uh, and they can hardly move anyone to their house no matter what they want to do, even if they want the house to live in mm. or they come back from foreign country. So, but again, there must, be, there must be the truth somewhere in between. If, it, you, have a tenant, whoever knows if
1: it. you have a tenant in your house and he's not paying the rent, well, it takes about two years uh, uh, before, before you, you can uh, yeah, actually yeah. get him out of it. And, again. Pat, do you know why that is? Because
3: the Irish in the 1880s weren't paying their rents and and actually got most of their it land works, back. It works, it's actually it works. The, the 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 laws are biased toward tenants since the 1880s mm. in this country. Yeah, but would
0: say David, just because they're biased towards them, you know, again, would a bit of common sense maybe be used? Could it be used and sort of say, well, okay, if you don't pay your rent for a period of uh, just say two months, you're automatically gone. That the landlord has has the right to evict you because, it, because you have a scenario where people are deliberately not paying rent and they're getting away with it because it takes so much time to bring a, bring a
3: case. Well, due process, isn't it? I yeah. mean, that's what they call due process. And well, yeah, but, but you sort of... Like, there could also be landlords who might claim that they're not paying rents or that they might want them out. and So you can see it from both sides. I can see it yeah, from both sides. History, it's hard. Right, yeah. I, I have sympathy for both sides, actually, because I wouldn't want to be... If I was a landlord, I, I would want to have that sort of control. And if I was a tenant, I'd want to have that sort see, of security. biggest issue now... the crisis. The
2: biggest issue now in the last year or two is, of course, if you're evicted now, where do, where do you? Go? you go? That go. shouldn't be mm. the case. Yeah, yeah. There was always another option, yeah. and things could mm. be ironed So that's why I'm it's very sympathetic to the where, tenant where at where the moment. You really have to be, because the choices. Competition isn't yeah, but, simply but there. You,
0: say, you can argue the case, David, who's responsible <laughs> to a certain extent for policies in relation to that? The government. No, well, the government and, and, are and, and always my, responsible. And my question yeah. is, what yeah. have the but government the gov- done about the it? the government
3: did try to do this eviction ban.
0: No, no, no. I'm not I'm not talking about an eviction ban, David. I said, what have they done Building. in relation to housing? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Okay? Well. I, I, and well. that will lead me on to uh, page yeah. seven of the, the champion. Uh, permission granted for 606 housing units in 2022. Top, uh, top right there of page seven. That's right. Uh, Owen Ryan is writing, last year saw a planning permission granted for the construction of 580 houses and 26 apartments. If all these units were delivered, it would be enough to house around 1,666 people given the average high household size. Now, there's issues in relation to this um, and I would have preferred if the figures for... The previous two years had been given as well because you can't expect um, all the houses that were granted permission in 2022 to be built mm. in that mm. same year. Mm. You know, mm. so if you mm. had an indication that, just say yeah. it, it was, if it was, if it was 600 in 2021 and 595, yeah. we'd know in 2020 yeah. Yeah. you'd have a fair idea yeah. that you'd probably be averaging maybe and somewhere between five. Luke, and I think per that's
3: a, that's a very important point because it's. Statistics are useless without that context. And the last two years, of course, being COVID, you would have thought that the figures, even for planning permissions, were down, whatever about buildings being built. To my mind, though, it's 606 is, is small, um in the context of the government's this is going back to the earlier point now, Luke, the government's ambitions to build or to have built, because of course government is not building any houses, but the ambition to build forty thousand well, units. Well, well, I think do you, they well do you know it.
0: what now, David? It's very well, pertinent you mention it because Pat uh, in this article, uh the mayor of Clare uh passes comment. And uh there's a few bits now that, that are mentioned uh, in, 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 we said. Jerry Flynn has a few com- uh, comments I, I, on it I as well. I love his
2: comment in the, like, do you want to go to... No, go on, a, go on, Patrick. Yeah. a great comment there by Councillor Flynn, he says, oh, he talks about doing certainty and the costs and all that, but then he said, also, uh, people are very concerned about what Sinn Féin might do, that's a contributory factor, and certainly around the housing crisis, well, wait till I don't think they're helping at the minute. That's not a political, <laughs> political statement. <laughs> yeah, yeah that is a political really statement. <laughs> that, that's one political statement, yeah, but yeah.
0: the one I'm I going to refer to is, is in the third paragraph of yeah. it, and it's where Tony O'Brien, uh, of Clare County Council, is talking about it. And, and they, they do acknowledge, um, and which has been brought up before, they said the council exceeded its targets for social housing in 2022, but it was unlikely that's unlikely to be repeated in 2023 because they previously indicated that there was no uh, social housing on the agenda for 2023. Now, I know they've started building uh, units here in Scarborough, but they're yes, not yes. going to be ready until next year. Mm. So and they
3: got permission for that, I think, much earlier. Well, yeah, well, they? well, yeah, well,
0: yeah but, but they're, they're not going to be delivering units in 2023. But yep. uh, the mayor has a comment Uh there are a number of uh, would say uh, there are a number of factors that are affecting the number of applications. Cost of building in twenty twenty two, of course. And a, then the great political line pat. Do I think the figure is enough? No. <laughs> We're lacking a bit of infrastructure. I'm thinking of <laughs> Killaloo in particular. And where's Tony's uh, political I, I think uh, yeah. Killaloo actually yeah. Yeah. It's Not a, helping I'd say it's that either. where the yeah. wastewater water is at capacity and there's a moratorium on planning positions in that area. Uh, he says he's hopeful that there will be some improvement in the county's housing market in the near future. Now, I'm going to move us on a little bit to the next topic uh, that we want to cover, and that is the county development plan. Mm-hmm. Pat, have you any comments you want to come in well, with there?
1: Just before we go away from the housing, uh, like, um, well, the count David, you said the, count, the government haven't built any housing, but the, the, the council say there because there were yeah. 29 social houses opened in Tullar there uh, in the last yeah. 12 months, yeah. and the, in... In Ines and in Milton yeah. Melbourne, there was yeah. over 100 houses with well, the minister the, came down and, and yeah, social housing. I,
3: you're right, and the councils are, but I, I make a distinction between the government now and, and local authority. The government did establish um, a property agency to build houses, but I don't think they have built anything. Yeah. If the government were to do that, they should... They should be working on that sort of thing. Yeah, but I know I, I accept your points. They, they, they've told the councils. Page six. They have to uh, develop. social Page housing.
0: six in the Champion and page four in the Echo. The uh, council passes new county plan despite frustration of members. And uh, on page six of the Champion, in particular, there's uh, Dan Danher has a, has a few articles that are relevant to us. We we'll say being rural, uh, and these are all going to be tied in together. Claire, the leader of the pack in rural development. And an extra thirty million in project funding, and we we'll say Owen Ryan has the article in relation to the council passing the development plan, and Parry has it in the Echo, uh, in uh, on page four. Yeah, the,
3: this is the culmination, Luke. I mean, we've been talking a long time about the the county development plan, and uh, there's been over one thousand fifteen submissions. 1,400 submissions in the three public consultation stages of the plan. Um, 170 submissions were received during the public consultation. 194 submissions received during the statutory consultation. So there's been lots and lots of talk and now it's adopted. Um, a lot of talk cool. and a lot of hot air <laughs> mm-hmm. um, But actually, interestingly, they nowhere do they tell us, either of the journalists tell us what the vote was did the council unanimously adopt this plan it, because uh, the article beneath Patrick McMahon's piece on page 4 of the echo says councillors criticize outside influence behind plan now just before you think that it's the american or the russian government influencing things <laughs> this is dublin <clears throat> and organizations... Worse again. <laughs> they're, they're looking for our water again, David. Yeah. Well, I there, don't know. It? But whatever the OPR is, um, Councillor PJ Kelly says, right, it's, it's not our plan anymore. It's the plan of the top 10, including the OPR, the OPW, and so forth. He was running out, running out of O's, I think. <laughs> um, he commented to Country. So I would have thought if PJ Kelly was very much against and critical of this plan that he would have voted against it.
2: Correct. I look the same thing, PJ Kelly. But PJ is a lovely colourful way of phrasing things and being I don't know being being with her for or for things. They voted for it anyway, It's in one of the, just apart from the result of it or what it means for Claire, what's interesting is Uh, Chief Executive of Clear Accounts, Pat Dowling, said about the first first time ever, social media had been a key player in dealing with people, right? He said they got 1,400 submissions Mm. and that was partly due to the first time social media has been a key player due to people using videos, online portals, Zoom meetings, Facebook and Instagram have all been key to including people in the process for the first time you good about I, 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 I,
3: I thought he was going to allude about the controversy about Pooh open and stuff <laughs> <laughs> what what I would say is and I've said it we've said it before when we were talking about the county development plan to, if if there, if it is a genuine process of consultation we now need to hear from the council what submissions and ideas was accepted were mm-hmm. accepted from the public and what were rejected and why yeah, but D- David, I just want to sort of you know we don't
0: need to remind ourselves about it, but basically in that plan they uh, want to put development into towns and villages because that's what mm-hmm. they want to do they want don't want any one more one off housing plans but this is all aspirational crap because the people that are responsible for providing infrastructure for 52 towns and villages in Clare that don't currently have an adequate sewerage supply mm. are Irish Water, or mm. Ishka Eirn, yeah. as they're now called. Mm. The council have no input into That's that. Right. And yeah. so it's all wishy-washy, sort of yeah. saying, we want to yeah. X, Y, and Z, but if Irish Water say, oh, sorry about that, lads, you're not going there, yeah. it's all...
2: No joined-up thinking and no joined-up action anyway.
1: yeah, If they don't zone so the land, uh, um, Irish Water won't, won't, won't come in. They won't come in. They'll, they'll, in. they'll, they'll in. say, oh, well, well you haven't... Uh, you know they have the, um, hmm. the, the land zoned oh. and they want to include oh, the water and the council wastewater
2: E.J. Kelly actually again colourful enough he said uh, he claimed the councilors hadn't been had been sidelined compared to his earlier years in the council a dictatorship has set in in this country he claimed <laughs> and when he praised the plan it doesn't represent the feelings of the councillors, right? So that's how to pay the vote. <laughs> uh, God, there's, there's
3: politicians are to go. speaking out. The town and the council, the councillors are. Don't don't there must be an election coming. There must be an election coming. Now God, there's one I know. We we'll probably want to get to the election because there is some electoral news. Well, we'll talk so about that in part two. In part two, oh, but yeah. just picking up on on the Irish Water thing because on page fourteen, PJ Pat Burke, Councillor Pat Burke. Has uh, 14 of the page echo. fourteen of the Echo. I fear for yes. rural Clare's future. He uh, admits admits Councillor Pat Burke, and there's a picture of him there, looking probably looking across at P.J. Kelly in the chamber, but we don't know who he's looking at. But uh, he too has identified the problem I- is with Irish water. Um, taking extra time to complete the county development plan was vindicated, according to Councillor Jerry Flynn. Well, this is Jerry Flynn backing up, I think, uh, Pat Burke. I have spoken before about the closing down of rural Clare that allows Irish Water to dictate, this is going back to the dictatorship, yeah. on the survival of 52 settlements in Clare. It can never be just about urban living. It is important that rural Clare is allowed to prosper. Um, so I think, like, the council and Irish Water, I don't know what sort of a relationship they have, how they go about their business. Do they talk to each other? It's Do they have mo- a plan? It's based on money, David. Yeah, well and that's what Irish Water Irish and, I, and water Irish Water say. have no money. Have, right. But what would be good is and I don't know if they have the powers, if Irish Water can borrow from the European Investment Bank or some other authority, even from the government, to sort out uh, damned, the wastewater. <laughs> if if the only sense. they had
0: <laughs> a source of income.
3: Well, I know, oh, well, I know, oh, wait. you I know, know <laughs> to
0: be know able to tax, pay back the to water pay tax, to pay back the loans. But oh, we so is it the
3: th- people of County Clare is the problem? The people who protested at that uh, several years ago. I would now is are the are the chickens coming home? To I roost? would
0: think that if you consider the time when you had a government with the biggest majority, I'd say, since the 70s. Uh, when they couldn't drive it through because of political ineptitude and sort of uh, flying kites in relation to the whole thing, when they couldn't get it through, no politician is going to go anywhere near looking to charge for water Are for a long period of time. No. Would
2: it be heresy, heresy to say, it, would it be a lot better if instead of Irish Water, Ishka Aaron. We had the council's water section still working with the council in and each And I think place. they are, we're, 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 getting caught, we're getting caught for time. You that won't let me hold, come that
0: back to you, Pat. Oh, yes. Some <laughs> other time, Pat, I'll That's come back a whole to debate you. for another day. Yeah. David, because you want to get to an article and so do I before we get to half time. Farming, page 18 of the champion. Oh my God. Well, I, I yes. said, and, and in fairness, you have alluded to we don't cover this. We don't uh, cover uh, of, farming enough. Rough. I'm
3: the son of a farmer and there are farmers around the table here. Butcher a heifer for freezing is the headline. Um, and you don't come across those sorts of headlines much, but um, uh, the, the advice from Chagas, uh, the dry stock advisor, Keith Fahey, who's writing the piece, and th- th- these are actually, even, even if you're not a farmer, these are very interesting pieces of, uh, of knowledge. Um, I think you're a wannabe farmer. I here, think I probably honest, am. Mm-hmm. For the majority of beef farmers in Ireland, we all produce vast volumes of beef to feed large numbers of people. It is, however, very rare for farmers to consume their own beef produce. And what he's suggesting is that they might consider butchering, butchering or having butchered one of their own cows. What do you think? Of it that wouldn't passion? be totally. It wouldn't be totally
2: rare now. I know many people. I don't do it, but I know many people who do, who do get a heifer uh, butchered. They go. They go to one of the good world where, where, where they actually you kill and 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 dice up the the, the yeah. animal into its various into its various um, you know meat uh, yeah. cuts we'll say mm. and um, what some people will say then that if you have it in your freezer and it's your own you can have it you're using it regularly you tend to maybe get tired of, of the same you know of of overusing it so but, but why wouldn't we vary it be butcher, because you know, uh,
3: I we we get a we don't we're not sheep farmers but our neighbour is and mm. the neighbour gets a gets a lamb butchered every year and we buy it and we yeah. put it into the freezer why more. wouldn't you mix it up and have lamb course, and yeah. beef and pig pork.
2: Well, I'm not saying I'm not saying it's a bad idea at all. It's probably a
3: good
0: idea.
2: Yeah, well, common sense. I'm well, with well, you, Lord, Lord, I'm Lord, Lord one, yeah.
0: help us. There's one thing I just want to mention before we get we get to half time. Uh Page 22 and 23 of the Echo, uh, the Green Clare, which is uh, sponsored by Clare County Council and, and Greener Clare. There's two two bits. North Clare becoming a hotspot of sustainable energy communities, which is something similar to uh, the energy action plan uh, that Clooney Spansel Hill had, and we covered on the radio here. last uh, last year uh, and and there's sort of a lot of interesting stats there in relation to um, uh, what could be done we'll say for sustainable com- communities to sort of uh, help themselves but it's on page 23 is what i want to just mention before halftime and an open goal for offshore investment off clear despite chill factor for external investors and Park writes there in, and he has comments from councillor Killian murphy who i would um uh, Give the opinion that uh, the councillor has very interesting and very sensible thoughts in relation to this whole uh, topic, and has been at the forefront of trying to make sure that Money Point is going to be at the at the centre of it for the last number of years. But he has ma- he has a comment in this article, the last comment in the last paragraph. I uh, quote: "We are standing in front of an open goal and deliberately kicking the ball at the corner flag." this council must make the strongest case possible to ensure that is avoided. And that is, we talk about uh, county and national. I think the county are trying to do their bit. At government level, we're not doing enough.
1: I think there's a a big case for a a body like DSB or someone like that to be behind there to to, to put that uh, wind farm or that type of of energy
0: together. In my opinion, it should be a national It should be a a national energy company. But but anyway, that might make sense, so it's not going to happen. (laughs) So, Pat, we have now reached half-time, and uh, we didn't ask you uh, before the show began what your choice of music for. So, uh, have we someone dead or alive this week? (laughs)
1: Well, I don't know if Roy Orbison is dead. Oh, I'm afraid he he is, is, unfortunately. Pretty Woman Luke from 1964. Okay, well, considering (laughs) it's that long ago, I'd
0: say he's probably gone. Right, we'll be back in a few minutes. Roy Orbison, Pretty Woman. Ah, oh, you're welcome back. Roy Orbison, pretty woman. And I suppose we dedicate that to all the mothers that are out there today. Now, we're slightly under a little bit of prime time, time pressure. So there's a few things that we want to get to before we go to uh, East Clare. Page one of the champion has hopes that Biden will be raising the banner. And it looks as if there's a visit to Ireland has been confirmed and I suppose around Paddy's Day of course that's the time that generally these things get sorted there's a presidential election uh, coming in the States next year so always a good time and uh, in fairness to him Biden has always uh, aligned to his Irish roots uh, whatever about his chances of coming into Shannon there might be a chance he might leave out of Shannon but he has been a regular visit to Sha- Shannon in the past so we'll see what happens with it uh, any, any thoughts?
3: Lads? Well it's mentioning here in the paper that he could leave via Knock Airport but is Knock long enough for Air Force no, One?
1: Yeah, it's, more, it's a, it's a smaller, smaller plane. Do you think they might extend Knock Airport for them or something? I don't think mm-hmm. so. I don't think they should either. <laughs> they should close Knock. Yeah, well,
0: anyway. Christy Moore was on about the 747 to bring down Jackson Brown. But the it runaway. seems
3: um, Senator Timmy Dooley, according to Owen Ryan in this, in, in, the, in, in this piece, said he has been campaigning for President Biden to visit Clare and used the airport. I don't know, has he got out his genealogy and found a long-lost cousin? But anyway, uh, he's actually written to the embassy um, r- requesting that Air Force One comes in or goes out of Siannair I suppose yeah. it'll
2: be our only contact with him if it does happen I mean he's got to visit the people at the family in Mayo in, in, Mayo in, Cooley, in, in the in north Ireland. of Ireland to meet the yeah. Unionists etc and yeah. I'd say if it is a touchdown or a touch off right, right sure. we, we, we might it. send someone Hopefully.
0: down to the microphone so you can we get a few words from yeah, them, yeah, them. Yeah. Yeah, see, exactly. see, see how it goes Pat <laughs> uh, there's boxing tales you want to talk about uh, before we um, Yeah, there's a very good article
1: there uh, by John Marnett um, in the champion in the champion actually uh, I love the read actually page 9 page 9 yeah, Kilnemona, king of the ring, remember, the hundred years on. One hundred years ago, this, this St. Patrick's Day, Kilnemona's Mike McTide became the world lightweight boxing champion. A remarkable feat made, made more extraordinary because it came in the middle of the Civil War they're through the country, and German, I do kick think the story. So I was reading the earlier today. It was a, a very good article.
0: you said uh, Pat, Pat, it wasn't uh, like it is now, sort of 10 or 12 rounds? There was a lot of boxing oh, yeah, there going
1: was, on. There was, yeah, there was 20 rounds. Uh, there was 20 rounds. He wearing your crust that time. He did, yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. And he went to the States, I think he went, at a young age, and uh, he went working, he went working uh, over and, on some site, and um, there was... Um, a fella came in, I suppose, kind of uh, shoving his way around and uh, was looking for money, I suppose, to kind of, um, you know, um, protection money or whatever. And um, he was stuck into Mike, Mike McTighe's boss. Mike, Mike McTighe went over and hit him in the thump and put him flying. So his boss then took him on and um, he got him into a gym over there and put him training for boxing so that's how he, that's that's okay. so yeah. he, yeah.
0: Yeah. he a, great a, a good read yeah. great article and you, you said something to me are they naming something after
2: him? Uh the Cusic Road and any there there's strong talks of naming the Victoria Bridge currently on that road over the Virgus will be renamed hopefully to Michael McTighe 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 Road because Victoria is easier to pronounce Pat isn't it Victoria is a bit easier to pronounce than Michael McTighe is it uh, mcteague
3: it, or mcteague that, that's the, what i think See, so would be causing yeah, confusion mcteague
2: is usually yeah. Yeah. so you prefer victoria um, uh, would you, would you um, yeah, i you don't like it, change <laughs> <laughs> right. no matter what as change as, on, is as going out on
1: on sunday y- yesterday there, there was um, a memorial unveiled uh, in a cross in honor of of uh, yeah. michael mcteague okay yeah. so right. you're saying
3: pat there's enough to him the he's, he's,
0: he's been suitably honoured. I do yeah. <laughs> describe. It. And listen, David. You we, see, I'm only looking for controversy. Uh, well, well, don't worry. We'll give you some now because you were talking about change, <laughs> and I'm going to. Go, we're <laughs> oh going to. We're going to talk a few minutes politics, Victoria uh, fan, uh, and uh, then we'll move on to uh, all of East Clare. Uh-huh. Page ten of the Echo. Moroni nominated as challenger. To Fianna Fail trio's party begins election prep. So, uh, it's the first mention of. A candidates been selected for the local council elections which, and the European elections, which will take place in May 2024. So we're about
3: 14 We're months out hotting there. up, we're hotting up yes. already. Yeah. yeah, nominations have closed, we're told, for prospective candidates within Fianna Falls East Clare Coorla counter to contest next year's local elections. And at the end of the closing period there are four candidates for the presumed three spots mm-hmm. three of them are sitting councillors, councillor Tony O'Brien, councillor Pat Hayes and councillor uh, Alan O'Callaghan um, and the fourth challenger is a fellow called Matt Moroni. he's from Broadford and he claims anyway that Broadford hasn't been represented and that should be represented and That's should fine. have a representative um, so they're all the Fianna Fianafall, the Fáilers are um, welcoming most of them the challenge but actually saying well the three sitting members are actually very good and why would you want to get rid of them but in a most interesting uh, last section of the of the article Porig MacMahon writes the Clare Echo understands that a surge in membership has been experienced within the East Clare Coral counter From 160 to 244, a cohort of which are said to be supporters of Maroney and joined late in 2022. Before being able to vote in a selection convention, this is the rules now, lads, individuals must be paid up members for 13 months. The decision... Uh, Do you see that, Pat? Yes. The decision of party chiefs in East Clare... To move swiftly in holding a convention will subsequently hinder
1: the potential impact from the Maroni supporters. Well, the that's, that, that's that's are rolling anywhere in in the lathe Lat- heels mm-hmm. uh, because it is. If you go to the hot dish, you 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 can't you, yeah. can't, you cannot vote uh, if we haven't shown membership paid up in the previous year. I'd but there'd be why many
2: diggers in broad for tomorrow morning digging up that, for that solar system. I think. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: but all,
2: the, all but all the
3: all question, but I suppose, no. is, Pat, why have they decided to ch- hold the convention, to close nominations now and hold the convention now when we're not even a year out from the local elections? they probably say they've
0: been very efficient.
3: Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Mm. Mr. Moroni's people might say, well, now, lads, you're, you're using the rules to your advantage. Of course, well, this is the type see, of thing I look at in the eighteenth century. This is all qua- very common political ground mm. within parties
1: and outside parties. They'll oh, decide. More things change. They'll They'll, they'll, see, they'll decide on on, on on the night and, and how many people will go and in. Uh, they'll, they'll yeah. vote on a death yeah, but will be a democratic th- vote
0: David with democratic rules I don't Would think unfortunately I don't think, any,
1: I don't think uh, uh, personally I'd say the three um, people that stay already will probably I, and I think the, the five councillors in Clare have, have been doing well like, yeah, you
3: know but Pat 84 members of the Fianna Fáil party will not be entitled to vote because well. they've only signed up well, that's less than the rule well, that's, the, that's their problem except at the convention if it was held later would allow them to exercise the franchise
1: within the party. I'm, the, I'm a member of Fianna myself and I pay my, my, my contribution every year. Right. Are you
3: not welcoming new members then?
1: Well... <laughs> From You're mails, depriving maybe. your fellow county,
3: <laughs> your fellow, Bradford. your fellow political members. Eighty-four of them will be deprived of a vote at the convention. <laughs> well,
1: that's the problem. they should have paid up in time. They should have got away. made a motion, David, to the counter and Clare. Exactly. That's right,
0: That's the end of the politics. We're going to get on to nicer matters now. Page one of the Clare Echo, and uh, we're also going to go to page twenty of the yeah. Echo and page thirteen, which is the. Uh, of the champion, it was uh, basically we're back to East Clare. There's a nice picture there from Dermot Mahoney, page one of the Echo. Ashley is a rose, Ashleyne O'Connor's, on Sunday last elected as 2023
3: Clare Rose. She's um, lucky, but she wasn't standing for Fianna Fáil. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> And we'll go forward to represent the County of the International Rose of Tralee Festival yeah. in August.
0: So, now, Pat, this to you, I am going to leave to you. Uh, because on page 20, uh, there's another picture there. Yeah. And Fecals Ashling selected as Claire Rose, so take it away.
2: Well, I'm very happy to talk about this one in the sense that it's a piece of, first of all, it's pleasant and pop, uh, positive and good news. Uh, lovely and talented and intelligent. Ashling, first of all, is... Uh, is a past people of vehicle, and she grew up with her brothers and her father and mother there in Mahara. And her dad died uh, tragically in a digger accident there, a number of years ago. Yeah, yeah, Maybe yeah, some rituals. our dead pet, mm-hmm. and her mother uh, also sadly died there. Uh, what's it about Denise? Died there a couple September, of years 20, ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. So Th- those children, her brothers and herself, were quite young, and they were very, very. They, they, they handled the grief and the whole thing very, very well. And uh, but it was you know they went through a really, really tough time. Uh, losing their parents at such a young age when they were all either in secondary school primary school or in college maybe in her case but um she has been chosen out of the 20 uh, from Clare, she has been chosen to represent the county in the Clare Rose of Tully. She's a primary school teacher in Loretta Crumblin and she's a graduate of uh, from Mary MacLeod and also studied at St. Joseph's Secondary School in Tulla. And uh, her brother's brothers Patrick, Owen, Liam, Ronan, and Roshan are very, very young holders with Fecal and indeed with Clare as well. And of course, and Captain Tulla to win the Harty Cup as well. So she is keen herself in, ball- in ballet and gymnastics. And I just think it's one of those happy stories, good news stories from a family who had a bit of a tragedy in their lives and here is a bit of finally a bit of good news. Very good news, so mm-hmm. I'll be sure we'll never have to
0: do that. So so then we'll be talking in August about actually we'll watch the Rose. We of might tree watch it a, this time, Oh, no, for sure. And we, we yeah. wish, and
2: uh, there's a brief quick bit of good news, it only takes a minute, also on the same East Clare page whereby a girl who was well known to us here on Scarlet Bay, Cleo, Cleona O'Donnellan, who of course uh, pre- presented um, her lovely programme in The Morning Jew here for a few years, is now uh, going playing in the re- renewed Sixth Mile Beach Folk Club. She's playing fiddle with Breeder Garman, Liam Flanagan and Michael Landers. And it is mentioned in the article that she did present that programme on Scarlet Bay. And uh, we wish uh, Cle and all the r- other musicians and those involved a lovely night of music Indeed, and, I, and, I, res- I, and great and success I, I into the future
0: qu- with I, the I, album. Exactly, and I'd be quite sure that uh, come the Mount Shannon Festival, uh, Clee will be back presenting her show because she she makes a few guest appearances uh, on Sundays and uh, uh, for those that are interested in trad and the type of music that they play, it is a a great program to listen to. Right, they are the two articles that are sort of on the East Clare page of the Clare Echo, so we're going to go on to uh, music of another type now uh, on page 13 of The Champion. And I thought this might have been a typo at one stage, but then I looked at the photo and said, no, they're a bit young to be the Pogues. So um, we're now talking yeah. about the Fogues. Yeah. Pat, tell us, do you know
1: anything about them? Well, I, I don't know about them. Is They're a very good group, and uh, they have a huge following around the... Um, I think they're mainly from Cork and so from down f- south. F- a few Fogarties, a in area, is I think. Yeah. yeah. lively, library, music, song and dance is, is promised within the beautifully <coughs> stored. Wards of connection Tola on Saturday, March 25th. Since the State of the Art Cultus uh, Cultural Centre was opened last October, it has hosted packed shows featuring PJ Murray, Seymour Shannon plus the well-attended Kelly Moore uh, to test out the new dance floor. <coughs> Saturday week, right. Saturday next, uh, we'll set up an uh, coming of uh, four-piece the, the, the Fogues to take stage for the show that should attract an audience from across Clare and beyond
0: I, I, I have to like this David I'm going to let you in here in a minute now because I think you're Naked Woods so it's three Fogarty's and then you have Ted okay he's part of the family at this stage and uh the joke is ted is our best ever investment in the band (laughs) but but this is this is what i love here uh he goes on in april or may 2017 The pub that usually booked the fogartys and friends got on to see if they'd be around in june but that's peak silage (laughs) <laughs> and all of us, except Tate, are from farming backgrounds. So now, David, take it away. Yeah, well, it's
3: uh, it's actually from my own native town, uh, Mitchellstown. They hail from. I don't know them at all. I, but uh, but they they're they're from Mitchellstown, so I have to shout out there. And of course, being big dairy country no wonder they're at the silage and you'd be surprised if they weren't at the silage and their fathers <laughs> might be surprised but anyway I'm delighted that they're coming over here to County Clare and to yeah, showing th- you how the th- th- car th- people see their tour sing.
0: of Montserrat I'll tell you if their if choice of um, shorts to wear <laughs> is anything like their music it'll be very <laughs> colourful. It'll, be then, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it'll certainly be colourful yeah. right <laughs> <laughs> okay then uh, in the bottom part of the uh, page there Fiona has uh, an article about Sister Act set to bring a holy show to Scarif and um, uh, there's another picture there that John Kelly took I'd say John's recent trip out uh, he was on page one of the champion last week and uh, he, he makes the local page uh, this year Would we'll say you have uh, Cue- Cueva, uh, Ethan Doyle as Joy and Quiva Tracy as Mother Superior and there's uh, Kevin Sade who's been a contributor to the radio here ourselves and Michael too he is Monsignor O'Hara in rehearsals for the East Clare Musical Society's forthcoming production so uh, David do you want to talk about it there
3: well, yeah, well, uh, th- th- this is always the highlight of the of the year uh, to see uh, to see the um, the musical. Um, it comes every year. So apart from Covid, of course, we didn't. But uh, it's on in Scarf Community College. Um, do we have the date on April 6th? Yeah, four nights. It will begin on April 6th. So you Second, can. Yeah, 6th to the 9th. 6th to the 9th. Um, and Sister Act is, I, do, I presume it's based on that movie, Pat. Yeah, it says think? here the
2: Huge Popular Probably musical, adapted from the 1992 Whoopi Goldberg movie, is set in Philadelphia and tells the story of Dolores Van Cartier, played by Sinead O'Callaghan from Flagmount.
3: Yeah. So, so they're, 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 you'll recognize a lot of the names mm. um, Connor McGrath, Kevin as uh, Kevin Sade, as Luke has mentioned, Ethan Doyle, Reese McNamara. Brendan Baggio, I think Adele O'Grady, who yes. I think is my neighbour, Melanie Brown, Veronique Brand, Laura Dolan, Louise O'Callaghan, and Fiona Sullivan, and they're a talented group of people because I've seen them in action before.
2: Yes, anytime Well, any show that we put on, in fairness, that mm-hmm. has mm-hmm. yeah. been top top drawer mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. oh, and there is promoting that very well as Pro, and he gives it a good plug there, and. Um, it's something to really look forward to, but uh, I'm sure it'll be a top, a top yeah. quality production. Pat, like what and I've got Johnny O'Brien involved as well. And That's Pat, great.
3: they're being joined this year uh, by, <laughs> by uh, the fifth year and leaving cert and transition year students from the Steiner School and Scariff Community College. So as they're forming part of the chorus on so, the night.
2: All very diverse. Yeah, uh, very diverse, diverse very, very, lots of say? voices. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So, something to really look forward to. As I said, they've always been fantastic, fantastic musicals there. Great productions between, and the uh, choreographer is Sarah Allen, and of course, musical director and chorus master, John, Johnny O'Brien. And we know we know indeed what they can do in terms of high quality productions on indeed. stage.
0: Indeed, yeah. Okay, Pat, yeah. you you want to sort of half allude to uh, East Clare with, with our current <laughs> mayor on page twelve across the road from a uh, page thirteen. Yeah,
1: it's in the Dinas Town page there, uh, you have um, the mayor of Clare, Tony Wayne reading from the inner East string to fifth class joint community reading in in, in a CBS primary school, and uh, there's a fine there's a fine forecast there of Tony, and he he. Uh, you're reading to the very erudite every in teacher
3: in the country is wondering how, they, how he can hold like the, the <laughs> students there are so attentive looking at him um, I, I haven't seen the like of it in a long time it was
2: a secret I too late now I wish I had the secret <laughs> yeah. many years ago for, for, because I uh, wonder what book is he reading
3: it it's, look, it's one of these big books it's Harley no? Ulysses anyway the, me- <laughs> the memory is strange I know Luke it yeah. might well, be. well read uh, yeah. by we at what, uh, well, look, that's what that. What school is it? it? It's an CBS yeah, primary school. Yeah, I right, yeah.
2: like the class rules there in the background there. Always try your best, listen and follow instructions, respect everybody, and safety first. Keep hold hands. No, keep, keep. hands feet and, and objects, objects to, to yourself. yourself so I presume that's for the pupils, not for Tony <laughs> 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 uh,
0: you're, you're very impressed with that, now yeah. the la- last article uh, that's in the East Clare section is Dan is writing about the spirit of Brianna Light Lights the Way uh, which is the it's in relation to the campaign for SUDEP which is sudden un- sudden unexpected death in epsi- epilepsy uh, awareness being spearheaded by Killaloo horse trainer Arabella Scanlon uh, who lost her nine-year-old daughter in her sleep back in 2019. And obviously the family were devastated as a result. So Arabella has organized the Brianna Lynch Memorial Cup, which is now in her its third year. And there is a very interesting article just in in, in relation to, you know, the whole thing there and fundraising. And we say for, for a very good, uh, like most of these causes that, sadly, we have to refer to it's because of yeah. a tragedy that, that has happened to someone somewhere along the way. But... Uh, well well worth uh, read reading the article and you know, it, the point is to raise awareness in, re- in relation to everything there.
1: And the corpus for the in the point in not really fox pint in yeah. in um, 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 in Indiana. Yeah. Okay.
0: Right, I think we're we're nearly at the end of uh, uh, this week's show, and I'm trying to see—is there any other articles that you? Well, what, you what like I to would like to—well,
3: I would briefly like to alli- uh, allude to, if I can find it now in my haste. Um, but if anybody is particularly agitated about litter, there is an ad in the newspaper, on both newspapers. Um, lo- the council are looking for traffic litter warden. Co- countywide panel 2023. Um, Clare County Council is currently inviting mm-hmm. applications right. from suitably qualified persons for the below competitions. Um, one of them, as I said, is the traffic litter warden country-wide, County-wide I should say, countywide panel. I don't know what what that involves. If is it policing the litter law bylaws of the county and the traffic? I don't know about the traffic business, but. Um, but anyway, that's on page twenty-six of the Echo. Okay, and I would say before we go, I'm just going
0: to give a shout out to the Clare Echo. Uh, it's in relation to their subscription. Uh, they have uh, an ad in the oh, paper yeah, yeah. that, if you sort of sign up, that they're, they're giving away the possibility of uh, two two flights to to, 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 to Paris. Paris. To Paris. So that's page twenty-seven. Yeah, page, yeah. page twenty-six yeah. and twenty-seven yeah. there. Page. So if you if you want. Uh, uh, to pay, pay yourself there to the oh, echo. More than welcome. Pat, there's Absolutely. one. What You've about 30 seconds. Fiona McGarry has an article in The Champion about an no, event you were at.
1: What you, Dan Denna has it actually. Oh, sorry, Dan, yeah. Atterson's enjoy exciting expo. Uh, Dan Denner has the story there. Uh, the Cliffs More Experience recently hosted a business to business retail buyers event where Claire, actors, producers, and craft people showing their products and network to national mm. and regional buyers. The two-day Clare um, Retail Expo event, the biggest in its kind in recent years, was supported by Clare, Local Enterprise Office and Clare County Council and, and the Bourbon and Cliff Samoa. You were no, out in the junket too, us, Pat, that. weren't you? Yeah, with my seven and up there. You yeah. So you were bought in the junket. You were getting right.
3: lots of freebies, I heard. <laughs> Well, free tastings
1: I don't know about the freebies too much but yeah. we, we were up tasted anyway. <laughs> <anyway>. <laughs> we tasted everything anyway we could have drank a lot of alcohol <laughs> if, we, if we wanted to
3: but uh,
0: sadly, uh, sadly we, we were driving but listen
1: uh, I thought it was, yeah, it was a very uh, yeah. a very um, worthwhile thing and I, I listened to the program actually um, back the it worked out nice anyway yeah good good, mm. good
0: stuff fast. well because you did the majority of the interview
3: and so <laughs> I engaged I, I <laughs> go on Pat, <laughs> quick one.
2: congrats to Carol Torpy uh, oh, a Kaluuya, yeah. yeah. k- college teacher who has been announced was so the first place winner in the inaugural National Excellence Awards in care K- uh, K- uh, uh, excellence in care category uh, uh, what's sure. that? currently living in feet it's like
0: everything we generally end with something from the mills Pat yeah. we're, we're out of time give, give us a song
1: <laughs> yourself oh, yeah. I, I
0: said before you, while you're doing that Pat uh, uh, David Fleming Pat Mack and, uh, Pat O'Brien thank, you very, thank so. you very much for your Pleasure. contribution Pat what are we finishing
1: with? Well I suppose it's just a green weekend so we'll have uh, Tom Jones with the green green glass of home oh, a Welsh man
0: singing about uh, green fields <laughs> <laughs> excellent right that, that's it uh, for next week they're planning or, commission or, for them that, that's it for this week uh, Jim will be back in the chair next week uh, thankfully uh, and uh, so from local media this week till next week take care and goodbye Town looks the same as I step
2: down from the train, and there to meet
3: me is my mama and Papa.